I took every document from a signing packet and I read every document and I read the origin of every document and I figured it all out. And by Monday, I was ready to go. And by Wednesday, I was making money. Welcome to the Side Hustle Lounge. If you're looking for flexible ways to earn income, grow your mindset, and live the lifestyle you've always dreamed of, you are in the right place. So lower the lights, grab your favorite beverage, and join your host, founder of NotaryCoach.com and Amazon best-selling author of Sign and Thrive, How to Make Six Figures as a Mobile Notary and Loan Signing Agent, Bill Soroka. Hello, everyone, and cheers to my guest today, Judith Lawrence of the Lawrence Institute for Notaries, as well as the known as the queen of the apostilles and author of Make Your Business Our Business. It's a great handbook if you're just starting out as a notary public. Judy, thank you so much for joining us here today. Oh, thanks, Bill. It's my pleasure to be with you. I love that you've agreed to be here and talk about the unrestricted fees available with apostille work. I had to call it apostille, otherwise it doesn't rhyme with unrestricted fees. <laughs> but I know you call it apostille, I and I, we're going to dive into that and talk about uh, what an apostille is, uh, how you can build a business around it, all that good stuff. But first... I want to share, I wonder if you would share with our audience why we should listen to you about apostille. Can you start with how you got into your business or how you, what's your origin story here? Uh, my origin story is that for a number of years, I was a paralegal and a legal secretary. Uh, one fine, beautiful, sunny day, uh, they came to 15 or 16 of us and said, uh, we don't need you anymore. And I was a, uh, in a man without a plan, if you will. I never thought in a million years that I wouldn't have a job, and I never thought that I wouldn't have an income. Uh, so after uh, about six months of grieving, um, I was selling a piece of property, and I called a notary to come and notarize some papers. Uh, I still remember her name, and it's seven and a half years ago. Her name was Vicki. And when Vicky walked out my door, a light bulb went off in my head. And I said, why did I just pay Vicky to be a notary for me? Why aren't people paying me to be a notary? And I walked in the other room and I made a business card. And I had, I had every intention of being uh, the neighborhood notary. I thought I would go to, you know, I'm in the city and I thought I'd go to hospitals or hotels or, or apartment buildings and just give my card and say, if you need a notary. I went to a, a function uh, a day or so later, and I met a woman uh, who told me, and I told her my story, and she said, well, with your background, why don't you become a signing agent? And I said, what is a signing agent? And she told me, and she gave me five or six numbers to call. And she said, you know, with your background, these papers will be, it'll kind of be easy for you. So I came home, I did what she said. 
Um, and then I told my friends and family that from Thursday to Monday, no one would hear from me uh, because I took every document from a signing packet and I read every document and I read the origin of every document and I figured it all out. And by Monday, I was ready to go. And by Wednesday, I was making money. And, and that's a true story. Um, and um, I was uh, 50 years old. Um, I was applying for paralegal and secretary jobs. I think I shared this with you, Bill. And um, people would say to me, oh, wow, you're wonderful. You know PowerPoint, you know Excel, you know Word, you'd be wonderful. You could help Tommy or, or Barbara. And then the next day I would get this nice letter from them. Um, and I later found out that the words that they put on your resume are T-O, and that stands for too old. And um, I was really prepared that I um, would not get a job. So the next question was, what am I going to do with my life? Um, and uh, so then I created Center City Notary, which is a walk-in business. We do general notarization. Uh, we're very busy. We work seven days a week. Um, and that uh, led me into, I was getting a lot of phone calls. And people were saying, do you do apostilles? And so one day I sat down and said, I've got to find out all about this. And I did. And I added apostilles to my array of services. And apostilles are different than notaries because of the unrestricted fees. Um, Judy, let me, let, me, you're, <laughs> let me pause right there for just okay, a minute. Sure. Um, because you, uh, you, offered a lot of great information there. And I love that you've, number one, you mentioned grief after being laid off. I think there's so many people who are grief. listening today that can uh, relate um, to that. I'm going to tell you two quick things. Yeah. I'm going to tell you one thing is that the only conversation for eight, nine months that this was going on, the only thing I knew how to talk about with people was what television show I had just watched mm. because I was no longer out in the world. I was no longer talking to everybody all day long. And I will tell you that I cried all the time because and those of you who know me know I am a very strong woman and I am a very happy person, but I would not, there was no hope. And, um, and I made the, I made lemonade out of lemon. Um, and I'm not going to take all the credit for that because I do believe in life. Half of it, Three quarters of it is opportunity, and a quarter of it is when opportunity knocks, you have to let it in. Yeah, that's so huge. You got to hear the knock. You got to be listening for it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then open that door. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you for sharing that, too. Sure. And then you also been, mentioned ageism, which I know that so many people uh, that are listening can relate to. Mm -hmm. uh, you were highly qualified. Mm -hmm. And I had never heard that people were putting the T's on resume for too old. T-O, T-O, too old. Um, you know, Which and um, and they're, they're, it's really a, a terrible thing because when you're 50, you're probably not going to call out sick because your kid has a cold or whatever. You, you know, you stayed out too late the night before. Um, you're probably going to be the best of the best. You have all these years of experience behind you, but it isn't your market. It just, and, and I'm sure people will hear this and say, well, I got lucky. I got the best job of my life at 
55 and I'm, I know what happens, but the, the, the typical thing is it just doesn't. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, a shift in a lot of, um, in some industries where they recognize the experience and their perspective that comes with being in an industry for many years with all that experience. And then there's still some kind of the mainstream ones that don't, they're looking at for that fresh young energy and it's, um, there's something to be said for that, but it's, it shouldn't sacrifice uh, the, uh, the wisdom and the experience that comes from uh, being in a, older or having more experience that well way. i feel that i was very lucky and uh, working in a law firm for so many years um taught me to have some good business sense um which i was able to bring with me um but bill if you had asked me 10 years ago if i would be sitting here right now with you talking about having become an entrepreneur and <laughs> running a business and, and, and being well thought of and, and all the, I would have said, and I'm a betting woman. And I would have said, no way I'm going to be in this law firm until I don't work anymore. Cause it's just the way we get, we get complacent. Yeah. Well, you just said something too, that I, I think deserves repeating. You brought that skill set with you. Mm -hmm. You got some business sense Mm -hmm. and it's so important to remember that no matter what endeavor we take on, we don't have to check our bags at the door. We get to bring all of that experience, all that wisdom, all of those skills Mm -hmm. from wherever we were awesome before into whatever venture we're in right now. So yeah, maybe, maybe it's a notary public, maybe it's an apostille agent, Mm -hmm. maybe it's, maybe it's an insurance sales. You get to bring all of that with you. You never have to check your bags. Thank you for. And and I'm going to add one thing. If you don't have those skills, you have the internet and you have groups like sign and thrive and, 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 and mine and others and coaches and mentors. There is so much out there to help you. Um, It's just, it's just wonderful that people have stepped up and said, I've become successful. I've become somewhat of an expert and I want to share like you do, Bill, you share with everyone. I try to do that too. It is, it is so wonderful that people aren't saying, well, I know this and I'm not going to share it with anyone because I'll be the only one that knows it. You know, get out there, teach other people. There's a big world out there and there's enough for all of us to do well. There is plenty for everyone. And there's really I think it was Maya Angelou that says it. There's no true success without helping others. You've got to reach the hand back and pull people forward. Could I love not, that. Uh, could not agree more. So so let's dive in here. Let's uh, talk apostille. Define for our listeners, what is an apostille? Okay. An apostille is a certificate of authenticity or legalization that comes from the Secretary of State allowing you to use that document in a foreign country. That's the, that's the uh, meat and potatoes of what is an apostille. Perfect. And so then what you would help people become or help teach is how to become an apostille agent. What role does an apostille agent? So how do our listeners actually perform this work? Okay. So uh, you are the facilitator or the expediter 
you are the person that is going to tell your customer what they need for that country, what they need, how they need it, what forms they need, how much money they need. You're the person that is going to be the facilitator or the expediter to get those documents to the Secretary of State. Now, that brings us to something that we've talked about many times, and that is people think, people call the Secretary of State, and they call me, and they say, I want to take your course, but I can't, because my Secretary of State said they do it. And this is true. You can't do the actual apostille. The Secretary of State's the only one that can do that. But you are the facilitator. You're the one that's going to make it happen. You're the one that's going to be the expert that's going to tell the person, um, this is a, a non-Hague or a Hague country. Um, and because it's a non-Hague country, you're going to need these documents. And because it's a Hague country, you're going to need these documents. You're going to learn the processes so that when these people come to you, you can make the process easy for them and get them their job, get it done on time and get it done right, get it done correctly. What a beautiful description of what an apostille agent is. So let's talk about the qualifications for that. Is it federally regulated, state regulated, and do you have to be a notary public to do it? It is not federally regulated and it is not state regulated. And believe it or not, it is not mandatory to be a notary. Now, many of your documents will need to be notarized. So if you're not a notary, this is still a great business for you. You could do it on the side. You could do it full time. You could do it whenever you want. But you will have to connect with a notary because I think I think it's about maybe 75% of the documents will need to be notarized. And so you're going to have to have someone on hand that can do those notaries. And of course, whatever you pay that person, you will build into your cost. But the law does not say that an apostille agent or an apostille facilitator needs to be a notary. That's huge. That opens up a lot of doors there. It does. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brings us to even the topic that we were um, we're naming this episode over is the unrestricted fees for apostille. Uh, apostille. Um, how does that work? And can you define why that is? Well, they, there is. It's not state regulated, and it's not federally regulated. So, what you what is regulated? Um, the Secretary of State fees are regulated. The Department of State fees are regulated your courier fees to get them to these places are regulated and your notary fees are regulated. But after that, you can charge whatever you want. So let me just um, uh, embellish on that for just a moment. Please. When you take these orders, you're going to find different people. Some people will say to you, thank you so much. And uh, I don't need it for a month. So um, just call me when it's ready and thank you. And then you're going to get the person who is crazed and dazed and comes in and says, I just found out that to close a deal, I need this apostille and I need it tomorrow. And um, of course, pre-pandemic, it was a lot easier to do tomorrow 
I, it's very difficult to do that now, but let's go tomorrow. So if you can provide that, you can charge anything you want. And I'll tell you a quick story. It was a beautiful Sunday morning. I got a call from a woman and she asked me if I could come over to her office, which is like minutes away from where I live. And I did. She said, I'll meet you in the lobby. And she did. But she took me up to one of the most major law firms in the city. And they said, we need your notary because we're going to take this document to City Hall in the morning and get it apostilled. And I said, unfortunately, you're not because City Hall does not apostille documents, at which point they were all in a tither because it had to be on a plane to go to Belgium on Monday night. Remember, I said this was Sunday morning. And it had to be on an airplane, which meant it had to be apostilled and back into Philadelphia by Monday at 3.30, 4 o'clock. So we got someone to drive up there. This was pre-pandemic. We got someone to drive up there at 6 o'clock Monday morning, got the document done when they opened their doors, got back here by lunchtime, and we were able to charge them over $750 because we, we got somebody that did the job. And values in the eye of the beholder, right? They had to get that done. They had to get that done. Um, luckily, they had pulled. Luckily, they didn't wait till Monday morning. Right. Ask somebody to notarize it because they were pretty sure that this was going to happen in City Hall. Um, mm. One of the things about Alpastils that's so interesting, Bill, is most people have never heard of them until they need one. So right. people will call you on the phone and say, ah, uh, just hung up from my lawyer and I need something. And it sounds like, uh, 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 and I say, ah, pastille and that, you know, or, or destination wedding is coming and, and they were just told that they need these documents and they have no idea. So you're, you're talking about something where you really have the ability to make yourself the expert without going in and making yourself sound pompous or, or, or rude. You can go in and say, aha, uh-huh, uh, Mr. Soroka, I, I have you, I have your back. I know exactly what you need and I know exactly how to get it to you for your meeting next Thursday. What an opportunity too. It, it is. It really is. So, um, but it takes and, a little work and you have to study a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And you know, sometimes an expert just has to be a few pages ahead mm-hmm. of where they're at. And y- while it's probably true that you can, uh, a normal consumer could get on the internet, could get on the Secretary of State's website and try to follow those instructions. We know what it's like working with the government mm. and government manuals and descriptions. Mm. It's not for everybody. So we get a really ch- good chance here as an apostille agent to shine a light and be that mm-hmm. uh, um, hand holder through mm-hmm. the process. Mm-hmm. And and you will make mistakes. We all make mistakes. You know, you will, you will. I once made a mistake and, and Egypt asked for uh, two checks, two money orders or two cashier's checks, I'm sorry, each $25. So I wasn't being careful enough and I sent them two money orders. And so they sent back the job. They rejected it. And I had not to go to the bank and change the money. That's not the issue. I had to get it back up to them and they had to get it back to the Egyptian embassy. And I had to Pay those costs. And I also had to tell my client that your, your job's going to be late and it's my fault. 
So I don't think it, I, I, I love when people say, because you know, I do know, but don't think we don't all make mistakes. The, the idea of uh, sharing um, and why I've created a community out there of apostilles and notaries is because it's great to have people to bounce things off on. Um, that is so true. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So in that, and I really love that you brought that up. Perfect timing because people ask, uh, and I know uh, even people in our notary community, they they think, oh, well, I'll just look it up online. Right. And there is, there's something very practical about that. I love it when people are resourceful, but mm-hmm. when you, when you get involved in a training program or um, you get mentorship from an expert or you're part of a community, what you're really paying for is perspective and experience. So you've made a lot of those mistakes and you share that information. I know you do really well of Judy sharing that as part of your course in your community. So you can help people not stumble where you stumbled. And to me, that's the real value. Absolutely. And yes, absolutely. And, and I tell in every class that I teach, I tell, don't be too hard on yourself. And remember when you became a signing agent, did you automatically remember the rescission calendar? Well, probably not. I know I didn't. Now it's, you know, it's, it's second nature to me, but I had to do a few signings before it became second nature to me. So the same with any business that you undertake, you have to learn. I have to tell you, I'm on Facebook a lot with this and I'm on Instagram and Twitter. And, um, and sometimes when I'm even teaching a course, um, on the chat line, someone will say, uh, all you need to do is put it in an envelope, put the check in the envelope, and send it to the Secretary of State. You don't need to worry about learning all this. Well, it's just not true. Um, there are uh, Hague countries and non-Hague countries. There are documents that don't go directly to the Secretary of State. They may have to go to the Department of State. So to really be good, you do want to learn the processes. Once you get them under your belt, you will be fine. And, and it's like anything else. It's like being a signing agent. It's redundant. You will go out there and you will, you will remember the last time you did it. So you'll know for the next time that that's the answer. Judy, that's such a good point. And I mean, let's look at the reality too. I know there's, there's always the big movement of people trying to do things for free. And there's, I, I get that people are in different situations at different times and I can appreciate that. I've been a bootstrapper uh, for uh, my entire life, but there's also something to be said for investing investing in yourself so you can cut the learning curve. And that's what really a good training program can do. Because what we're talking about here, Judy, even in your um, Apostille Academy, your masterclass, it's a couple hundred bucks and you offer a great discount to our listeners. So thank you for that. You guys can learn more about that in the VIP room at sidehustlelounge.com. But we're talking about literally a couple hundred dollars in I want to wrap up here with, again, going back to the unrestricted fee component. What do you see as the average fee um, that a apostille agent can charge for their services? I don't see charging less than a hundred, and I see charging probably closer to one fifty. Um, it depends. Sometimes you go up to maybe one eighty-five or one ninety, but again, I caution people. Um, know your know your neighborhood. Know where you are. Know what people are going to say. 
uh, I'll just I'll just look for the next one. I mean, so I answer my phone a lot at uh, Center City Notary. And um, when I say that a notary is ten dollars, people say on the other end of the phone, that's it. Ten dollars. I'm on my way. I'll be right there. I'll be there in an hour. The other person says, ten dollars. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I thought it was free. Well, I got to go. And they hang up. So you're going to get both people here, too. You're going to get somebody who you're going to say that's 150 And they're going to say, oh, my goodness, well, for 150 I could do it myself. And what you're going to say is, okay, and if there's anything I can do to help you, let me know. Because they can't do it themselves. And... They're going to come back to you and they're going to say, I want you to know I did it myself. I waited a month. Then they sent it back because I didn't have the right form. And then they sent it back for something else. And the next time I need this, I'm coming to a service like yours and I'm going to let you do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think there's opportunity to build a relationship regardless of whether or not they use your services right away. I love that you mentioned that. And what I really wanted to highlight, though, is. If you can make uh, between a hundred and three hundred, I've seen some uh, depending on your city, you know, hundred three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Like you said, for those major expedites, you can pretty much charge whatever the market will bear uh, when they need them that quickly. But 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 wait, you're it, not, it, but wait, wait! I want to interrupt you. You're talking about one. How about the ones that come come with you for three or four or five? Yeah, exactly. So, well, you know, yeah, we're not, exactly. We're not talking about uh, everybody in the country doesn't come for one. Uh, lots of people have three kids and they need all their birth certificates apostled. Yeah, or, repeat business. Repeat. Oh, or sometimes all at once. You know, sometimes I have someone coming in on Monday who has seven corporate documents and we're going to figure out how to do them. And that's going to be about a thousand dollar job. So I I urge you, think big. Remember, not everybody's good. You know, not everybody's just going to have one. But but there's nothing wrong with one. One, three people with one, if you charge them $150 a pop, that's a lot of money. That's good. And that's decent revenue. And that's to my point is if people are um, – if you're in your head right now, you kind of roll your eyes when you think, oh, why would I p- spend $200 on training? This is why you would spend $200 on training. So you can be the expert and you can charge a premium price and grow that business. It basically costs you one appointment to get this training perspective and experience okay. to help make you correct. an expert. That is correct. And one thing that you all, you mentioned the other day too, we were doing a, uh, a webinar, Judy, and you mentioned you don't know, quite understand why it works this way, but if somebody needs an apostille once, they oftentimes need an apostille again. So there's a, a great opportunity for repeat business yeah. as well. Yeah, that, that some people um, move from, from country to country. Um, some people move, uh, some people... Uh, go over and then they come back and then they go to a different country. There are so many opportunities now for, I'm going to say young people. Um, Cause I guess that's, that's not true. It's, it's not only just young people, but young people who are not yet married and don't have children. A lot of them come in and they're going to go do two years as a doctor in Bolivia or two years as a teacher. I just had a woman, she's going to teach in Siberia for a year. And then she's going to figure it out from there. So your goal, as a as a person once told me, 
I asked a person once, I was ready to pitch a big job. And I asked a person once, do you like my pitch? And he said, you don't need it. All you need to say to someone is, I'm going to do this job for you, but it's not this job that I'm concerned about. It's every job you're going to have for the rest of your life. And isn't that true? Is it as a notary, if someone comes to you and they notarize an affidavit, that's wonderful, but they're going to need stuff forever. There's always a need for a notary. So you want to do a good job and you want to hand them their business card, your business card, so they'll come back again and again and again. Same with apostilles. Um, I love that you let's pause a minute and just reflect on that. Cause that was, that was gold Judy right there, because I think that's the biggest missed opportunity in our mutual audience, right? We're used to talking to notaries, but really anybody on here, if you're in any type of business, biggest missed opportunity is believing that this is a transactional business. This is not a transactional business. This is a relationship business. Mm -hmm. And if they did, if they needed a notary once, if they need an insurance policy once, if they needed to buy a house once, they're going to need all of those services again. And your ability to expertly perform the duties you have been hired to do and your ability to lay the foundation for a relationship that can possibly last beyond that one single transaction directly impacts the success in this and any other business. I yeah, love that you brought that up, Judy. Because think about it. Think about yourself and think about if somebody does a good job for you before you put it away or finish, you usually now go to your phone and put their number and some identifying quality like, I mean, if they cut your hair, then you put Tina hair. Right. Something to remember that person because in six months when you need a haircut, you want to go back to that girl who was so pleasant and so nice and gave you such a great haircut. Well, if you get an apostille and it's done correctly and it's done on time and you don't have to worry and you didn't have to fret and try and figure it all out, what are you going to do? You're going to put that number under Judy Apostille or Bill Apostille. And you're going to say, you know, when I need this again, this is who I'm going to go. We are a relationship-based customer service world. That is what we are now. And, um, and I think that if you just can mindset yourself that not today, but all the tomorrows, I think you'll do really well. Yeah. I love that, Judy. That was awesome. Thank you so much for really defining what an apostille agent is, how people can build a business and how and why some of the fees are, well, the fees are unrestricted and you can grow a business with this, with uh, whatever the market will bear in your particular market city. This was great. And for those who are listening and you're wondering, how can I learn more? Check out the VIP room at sidehustlelounge.com. I've got links to uh, Judy's resources. She's got a couple of them in there for us, as well as her Apostee Academy through the Lawrence Institute for Notaries. Again, Judy, thank you so much for sharing so much of your energy and your enthusiasm here. My pleasure. Thanks. Let's do it again. For sure. For terms and conditions, as well as more information on whether the Notary E-Journal is compliant in your state, visit the home of the Notary E-Journal at www.juratinc.com. 
If you're a notary public, the future's here. Long have we been confined to pen and paper when it comes to our journal entries. And those days are over. The Notary E-Journal by Jurat Inc. is a smartphone app that completely digitizes the journaling experience. You can quickly populate fields with an ID scan, you can make detailed notes about your appointment experience, and you can capture signatures electronically right on the screen of your phone. The Notary E-Journal has also blazed a trail with the industry's first integration of a Bluetooth scanner, so the modern notary can actually capture a signer's thumbprint, making the Notary E-Journal compliant in nearly every state, including California. Even if your state doesn't require a journal, it's considered a wise and best practice to do so. A journal can be a notary's BFF, as my friend Laura Viewer says, and you might as well be on the cutting edge of technology while you're using it. The Notary E-Journal, it's simple, secure, and pretty damn cool to use. Your customers will love it, and you'll love the time you save at every single appointment. And time is money. Check out the demo and the incredible special offer just for supporters of the Side Hustle Lounge and Notary Coach at www.sidehustlelounge.com.